In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Welcome to Christmas Eve at Christ Church. So glad to see everybody. Obviously, a preacher uh, wants a Christmas uh, Eve sermon to connect with all the people who've made the effort to come to church on Christmas Eve. We have three services uh, on Christmas Eve at, at Christ Church. We have a 3 o'clock, a 5 o'clock, and the 9 o'clock. The 3 o'clock we just had, we actually had an usher count of 738 uh, people in here, and probably 200 of which were children, so nobody heard that sermon. <laughs> now the 9 o'clock, most people will be drunk, so nobody will hear that sermon. So people, I'm counting on you, okay? Don't let me down. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll be too. I don't know, whatever. So... Um, <laughs> You're getting my best right now. Uh, I mean, why are we here? We're here, uh, it never gets old, does it? This story never gets old. The good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. All people means all people. That's what it means, is all people. Um, Queen Elizabeth uh, II, who of course who died this year, said in her 2000 Christmas address, the Christmas message shows us that God's love is for everyone. There is no one beyond its reach. That's what I want to say to you tonight. So no matter who you are, you are most welcome. You are most welcome. And hopefully you are reached with the grace of God tonight. Now the scripture that I just read said there's a sign of that good news and that sign is none other than the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Okay, fast, uh, reverse nine months uh, before the birth of this babe, an angel appears to Mary to tell her that she'll conceive a child, but not by the usual birds and bees way, but by the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit in her womb. Thus, Jesus is born to the Virgin Mary, round yon virgin mother and child. There's a funny meme I came across a while ago of a four-year-old uh, Jesus coming up to Mary and saying, Mom, where did babies come from? <laughs> but what's really funny is standing in the background is Joseph who says, Yeah, Mary, where do babies come from? <laughs> Joseph discovers that his betrothed wife is, is pregnant, but not with his own child. Well, he decides, you know, to back out of the marriage, which was an upstanding thing for him to do. But an angel comes to him, too, and basically says, not so fast, Buster. The child that, that Mary, your betrothed wife, shall bear is the son of the Most High. He will be the savior of the world, and you shall name him Jesus. So the angel comes to Joseph in a dream, but he wakes up, and then, you know how dreams are, and then you can't blame him from, you know, still wondering, where in heaven's name does, is this baby from? I mean, that's, and I have two questions for you tonight. It's a short sermon. Um, that the first is, what I want to ask in the sermon is, where does this baby come from? Or as we sing, what child is this? What child is this who laid to rest 
on Mary's lap is sleeping. Who is this baby given to us as a sign? Well, for starters, this child is someone we, like Joseph, could never have conceived physically or conceived of mentally. Now, um, it's, uh, it, Christmas time is a time for ghost stories, so I'm going to tell you a ghost story. When Hamlet and Horatio um, see a ghost, uh, the ghost of Hamlet's father, Horatio, who is the scholar, down-to-earth scholar, he doesn't believe in ghosts, and he can't conceive of what he's seeing. But what does Hamlet say famously? Some of you will know it. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Now, that illustration is just me throwing in some Shakespeare to sound a little bit smart. But what, what we're saying, Hamlet and I, is that nobody in the Greek world or the Jewish world had any freaking clue what God was up to by being born as a baby on that first Christmas. Where did this baby come from? First question, and it's obvious, you know it. The angels sang out in uh, Luke that he came from heaven to earth for our sake. Heaven is where this baby came from, that's where. For from God himself as God himself for us. That this baby is God himself, the word made flesh to dwell among us. What do we sing? God from God, light from light eternal. Lo, he abhors not the virgin's womb, only begotten son of the father, who come, let us adore him, which is why we're here. That's who this child is. But, but here's my second question, because if he's God's son, as, as is claimed, why on earth is he born outside in a backwoods manger? That's not befitting of the God who created the universe, right? That kind of humiliation is not dreamt of in our philosophy, nor the Jews, nor the Greeks, or the Romans at the time. But what I want to say to you tonight is that his being born in a manger outside points to the second question I want to ask, which is, how is he a sign for me tonight? How, as the queen asserted, does this child reach me where I actually live? How does he reach me? Where, where, how, how, does, how does he reach you tonight on this Christmas Eve at Christ Church? Now, last week at our children's sermon, Dave Saul asked the kids, um, all thronged up here, if they were ever babies. Some said no. I don't know. So some said yes. But then he asked what it was like to be a baby, and after several funny responses, one precocious boy said, he was sitting right next to Dave, said, well, Dave, you know, really a mixed bag. That's what it was like. <laughs> He's right, right? So a lot of good. Um, being wrapped up in swaddling clothes sounds pretty good. Um, have everybody do everything for you sounds pretty good. 
like everywhere you go, people coo and smile and you make everybody happy. That's all good. And there's the bad. There's the, there's the crying and crying and crying. There's the wet diapers. And then on a, going to a deeper level here, people, uh, being terrified by being out of the womb and by yourself in a cold world. A mixed bag. So that's the mixed bag of a baby's life. I don't know about you, but speaking for myself 58 years later from when I was a baby, some things have changed on the outside. Basically like the t-shirt I saw with the four stages of life on it. Stage one in life is you believe in Santa Claus. Stage two in life is you don't believe in Santa Claus. Stage three in life is you are Santa Claus. You know what's coming. Stage four is you look like Santa Claus. Inside, however, what's changed in you? Really? Has anything changed? I mean, sometimes you feel wrapped in swaddling clothes. Other times you're terrified to be out of the womb, to be by yourself in the world. I don't care if you're 58 or 5, or 85. Um, What I want to say is that no matter where you are tonight, God has something to say to you to reach you where you are. Uh, Jeff Tweedy, the Wilco frontman, said in in a recent podcast, everybody feels left out of something. I don't care who you are. I don't care what sort of inner circle you are. Everybody feels left out of something. That's the mixed bag of life. Sometimes we all feel terrified of being out in the womb and alone in the world. C.S. Lewis famously described this as the inner ring. He he said this to a graduating Oxford um, students. Uh, during the war. I believe that in all men's lives at certain periods and in many men's lives at all periods between infancy and extreme old age, which gets us all in here, right? One of the most dominant elements is the desire to be inside the inner ring and the terror of being left outside. Four stages of life. It's terrifying to be alone on the outside looking in. So friends, there are two great messages of Christianity that have endured since its beginning. And the first is that God is for you. And we, that's the, that's the message of Holy Week. But the second great message is God is with you. And that's the great message of Christmas. God is with you. So the prophet Isaiah, unlike Horatio, did dream of this baby boy born in a manger as a sign. He said, look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. What I want you to hear tonight 
before you go get into your cups, is God is with you. That Jesus was born on the outside, literally in the outside in a manger, to reach those of us who feel like we're on the outside, which is all of us, by the way. God is with you. He was born as a baby in the mixed bag of life to be with you in every conceivable experience of your life. Nothing, no one is beyond his reach. God is with you from panic attacks to pulsating joy, God is with you. From addiction to adulation, God is with you. From doubt to faith and everywhere in between in the mixed bag of life, God is with you. I want to use a close with an illustration of, a, of this, of a, of a baby like Jesus being illustrative of God being with an outsider. Um, it's a snippet from Truman Capote's A Christmas Memory. It's a story written by Capote, who was an outsider himself, uh, about two other outsiders. It's a memoir about his childhood. One, himself, he's thinking about himself as a seven-year-old boy. Buddy, who's sent off to live without his parents to live with distant relatives. And the other is a 60-something-year-old cousin who was, never really grew up, never really went two miles outside of her house. She isn't named in the story, but they're best friends, and they live in an old house, rambling old country house, ruled by stern adults. And the story begins with fruitcake weather. Each year, Buddy and, and his friend make 30 cakes to give away to other outsiders, scraping together ingredients from the windfall nuts and buying the rest of the ingredients with skinflint sums of money they saved through the year in a coffee can. The most expensive ingredient, of course, in a fruitcake is the whiskey. Contraband whiskey. So when the cakes are done, they get the whiskey, and when the cakes are done, all 30 cakes, they have two inches of whiskey left in the bottle, and they decide to celebrate this 60-some-year-old and 7-year-old boy by splitting the whiskey between them in jelly glasses. They even give a little to Queenie, who's their little rat terrier who likes it in her chicory. They're dancing around after they take a few sips of the jelly glasses around the wood stove, piping in the kitchen with the smells of the cakes all around. They're feeling wrapped in swaddling clothes, dancing and singing songs, as feeling that wrapped feeling that whiskey will give you. But then enter the stern relatives, shaming the elderly cousin for giving whiskey to a boy of seven, and she starts crying, looks down at her feet, pulls up her nightgown, runs off, to her bedroom, she feels ashamed. She's all alone. But then later, then later, Buddy comes to his friend in her room. He climbs up on her bed, along with Queenie, who's not usually allowed up there, who licks the tears 
from her friend, his friend's cheek. But he says, don't cry, I say, sitting at the bottom of her bed and shivering despite my flannel nightgown that smells of last year's cough syrup. Don't cry, I beg, teasing her feet, tickling her toes. You're too old for that. It's because, she hiccups, I am too old. Old and funny. Buddy replies, not funny, fun. More fun than anybody. Then they get ready to find the tree the next day. More fun than anybody. Friends, so says the child born to the virgin, the child born in a manger to you tonight. This Christmas Eve at Christ Church, no matter who you are, God is with you as you are. And he thinks that you're more fun than anybody. So Merry Christmas. Amen.